Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. You want to reset Noah and just do, do your intro? Because I want to hear the intro. I want to, I want to feel the full thing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings Podcast. And I'm JJ. Hey, guys, and I'm Kat. And on this episode, we have a very special guest, someone we've been wanting to get on the podcast for a long time. We love his podcast and everything he does. It's JoJo Wright. Hey, JoJo, how are you doing? What's up, guys? I, I'm, I'm pumped that you guys reached out to me, and uh, we were talking before we started recording, even though you guys started recording kind of a sneaky way. You just hit, <laughs> you hit record and just went, which is a good move. But uh, I, just, I, I just like connecting with people who do the same thing and comparing stories and comparing notes, and it's just, this is such a wild, um, I don't know, genre that we're in, or it's just our little world, which is not so little anymore, but uh, it's such an interesting obsession you know and i'm curious on how you guys got into it and maybe you want to hear the same stuff from me and whatnot but uh, it's just a it's it's a wild uh super fascinating topic that we'll never really really know the answer to which is maybe what drives us i don't know but yeah thank you guys for having me on yeah totally definitely thanks for coming on i yeah i mean i know this podcast really is Noah's uh, brainchild. So I don't know, Noah, if you want to talk about your inspiration uh, for Real Hauntings. Yeah, I mean, I uh, it's funny. I hated horror movies, or I hated the idea of being scared for so long because I have such vivid dreams, and I was afraid that if I watched a horror movie, if I went to a haunted house, that it would scare me to the point in my dreams that I just wouldn't be able to sleep because the times I had had nightmares. I would wake up with like tears running down my face. It'd be so. Now, intense. is this as a kid or is this as an adult or both? Um, I had night terrors like pretty bad as a kid. As I've gotten older, <laughs> it's not as bad. Um, but then I met my wife and she loves everything horror. So as we started dating, <laughs> every year on Halloween, I'd be like, I'll watch whatever you want to watch, like one movie. <laughs> Like one horror movie, you can pick it. So she would pick like the worst, scariest, like plot didn't matter. It was just whatever. Like it was about clowns killing people at a haunted house. That's what I was going to have to watch. And then we started watching things like It Follows and like different horror movies that have been done really well. And I fell in love with the genre. And then I also am afraid of death. So I think if I can believe ghosts are real, then I won't be as afraid of death, if that makes sense. Yep. And so the podcast kind of came along. I had performed with Kat and JJ at our theater where we're casted at and do improv. And I wanted to do something more with them. So I set a creative meeting with JJ. I knew JJ had a very skeptical personality about everything. So I just assumed he felt the same way about ghosts. He's like 
like a fun guy. You know, like he <laughs> no, <I'm> is nice. <laughs> you you guys all seem super fun and being comedians. You know, although I've I've come across a lot of comedians that are super funny on. You know, I can't say I live in the in the comedy world a ton, but a few that I've come across super funny on stage just awful to hang out with in person because they're so depressed you know which is yeah it's 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 the it's the weird thing which i'm sure you come across as well but you guys seem like you're all in a good space i guess except jj thinks you're all full of crap is that kind of <laughs> I, I don't think we're all full of crap i just uh i don't know i really view the world in like kind of a an empirical way that you know if, if i want to claim to know something i have to be able to like see or hear or read evidence um, in support of that thing. And so it's been a really difficult journey for me to kind of uh, budge a little bit on my ghost skepticism. Um, I started out this podcast on like being like, absolutely not. There's no way that ghosts exist. And now I'm, I guess I would say I'm ghost agnostic because we've just heard so many stories from people we've interviewed who, you know, like, you know, it seemed like very genuine people who, um, you know, are grounded uh, in reality who have had things that I just, I don't know how, what other explanations uh, you can give to them. But not only that, are they people that seem trustworthy, you know, or what have you when they come on, but a lot of times they'll have somebody to corroborate their story. And at times we've been like, oh, okay, well, can we call them now? And a lot of times they're like, sure, let's do it. And then they come on and these people didn't know they were coming on. Sometimes it's like somebody's mother, you know, and then they come on and verbatim, they have the same story. And we're like, okay, well, I don't know how to fight against that, you know, other than just to say it feels real, you know? I mean, I think kind of the the easy way out for me as a skeptic when I really want to say I believe, but I don't want to say I believe is, well, I certainly believe that you think you're telling the truth, you know, which is yeah. like such right. a backhanded way of saying you're right, you know? <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah, I've come across a few people and I guess, you know, when it comes to the to this uh, subject matter, you rarely, I mean, it's, it's gonna happen. Some, I've, I've had people show me photos. If they're not Photoshopped or doctored in some way, then, oh my God, that should be on the front page of every newspaper blog in the country. Um, it, it usually comes down to, do you believe the witness or not? Because, you know, like the, you're gonna play me a clip later and I heard the clip. It's, do I believe you or not? It's kind of what it comes down to because, and some people, I can tell you some stories, I guess we'll go through it. I've talked to some people that I, I believe and trust a thousand percent. And the story they tell, they tell me is so fascinating that I am just sold. I'm on a 10. I know you guys asked the ghost meet the, the, do you believe, do you believe a meter thing? And I'm on a, I'm on a 10, not that I can back it up with any hard, you know, evidence. I've had a couple of things that, you know, piqued my interest, you know, and a couple of things. Like, mm, what is that? Right. But I don't have that moment where I saw something clearly, but the stories I've been told by people that I really believe, you know, and ge- genuine, like I said, genuine people that, you know, corroborated the story. There's m- multiple people in it. It's hard for me not to believe at this point. Right. Yeah. Now you've had some really uh, insane stories on your podcast, Paranormalish from, you know, every- everyday people and also from like some pretty A-list celebrities as well. Right. Um, do you find like, uh, with your celebrity stories, I'm, I'll just say sometimes we get, uh, guests who are like, this is a really good friend of ours in the acting world, a very talented actor, great storyteller. And then you like hear their ghost story and you're like, oh, that was it. Do you ever like get that with celebrity (laughs) stories? You don't have to name any names, but you know. Yeah. I'll tell you the ones, the ones that, um, 
got um uh, well, the one that really grabs me, AJR is the one. I just put up, uh, as we tape this, I just posted one. Uh, Paranormal is my podcast. And I just put up an episode with a- the band AJR. Do you guys know AJR? Mm-hmm. Uh, three guys from uh, New York. Um, but they, they, um, they went to a place called The Rave in Milwaukee, which is a fairly well-known um, venue in that area. And it's, 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 it's got a bit of a history to it as far as being haunted. And you guys should do some some research on this place. It's crazy, but uh, it's it's kind of famous for and what people say is there's the hotel across the street called the Ambassador, and I believe Jeffrey Dahmer would take his victims from uh, the rave, which I it, and maybe it was called the Eagle Club at one time, and he would take them across to the hotel, and then he would take you know it's, that that story is it, yeah disturbing and wild and all this stuff, but uh, the rave itself has become uh, somewhat famous for being a haunted club. So AJR was telling me this story and they told me a brief clip of it once. Cause I, I do a lot of interviews on a radio station called kiss FM in Los Angeles. And I also host the iHeart radio countdown, which is a national countdown, which goes to uh, all the pop stations in the iHeart family, among other stations around a, a few international, but mainly in the States. And um, they told me this story real quick. Like they just, we, you know, cause I always say, Hey, do you have a paranormal encounter? Some do, some don't. But when you get someone that are some that are really like over the top, like, Oh my God, I've, you know, I, I, I made a, point to when AJR came back around, I wanted to get them in just for the podcast to tell this story. So they came back in, did the countdown. And I said, let's see if we can book another 20, 15, whatever minutes with them just for this. So here's the story. And there's two parts to it. But the one part that really grabs me is they are in, they are, they're going into the rave and they walk into their dressing room. It's an older club. And there's one room, one door into this dressing room. So they, a couple of the guys walk in, they look in, oh, there it is. Pretty basic, you know, kind of a seventies vibe. I think this, I think is what they said, you know, cool. All right. Shut the door. They, they hung out in the hallway for a few seconds, just chit chatting. Who knows what they walk back in 30, 40 seconds later and the furniture is all stacked up. I mean, it's just, I mean, it, I'm like, did it fall? He goes, no, furniture can't fall up. It's just stacked up. Uh, and the way they, they, they thought you guys are, crazy they, they thought the you know the venue because they you know people talk about it being haunted mm-hmm. so somebody must have snuck in there super quick but snuck in there and stacked this stuff up but they would have had to you know done the mission impossible thing through the roof you know the low you know that mm-hmm. um and they they approached a few people from the venue and said okay guys you're jacking with us here what's going on he goes dude that stuff happens here all the time and they showed him some pictures of some previous people and some other stories and whatnot so if you believe them and i i nothing i don't know why they they seemed like they were telling the truth they walk in everything's fine close the door walk back in 30 seconds later furniture stacked up what the heck did that that is that's crazy right was that the same episode where it may have been them or somebody else talked about oh gosh was it was it three doors down or somebody making up a a fake story about eating the hair in the front row oh yeah yeah, that okay now i know what you're talking about yeah (laughs) that is uh the, in that same episode, um, uh, see, BB Rexa also had an encounter That's right. at the Ambassador Hotel, and she went to the rave as well. And the Chainsmokers have been there as well. But a um, buddy of mine said, did, did, do I believe BB Rexa and the Chainsmokers? I believe BB's story, but the Chainsmokers, which I like those guys. They're funny. But they, I know they'll lie to me because they're, they just like to jack with me. But uh, they told me this story once because I asked about, give me some crazy fan encounter because sometimes fans, get, this has nothing to do with paranormal. Sometimes right. fans get wild. And uh, he goes, he told me this story. And I've, told, I've heard some wild ones, even wilder than this, even though this one's a fake one. 
but uh, he said that, yeah, I was at this, we, we did this show and he forgot, I forget where. And this fan came in the front row and she was just staring at me. And she took out some, like, some clippers and she started shaving her hair. And I couldn't even focus on the performance because she was shaving. Who does this? And then she ate her hair. And then, and he got really elaborate with the story. And then all of a sudden she's gone and she'd never, you know, talked to me again. And then they left. And I was telling a few other people, cause I'll bring it up to the next artist. Hey, yeah, you guys have any crazy fan stories? You guess what? Chance Morgan's told me a few, you know, like a month or two or whatever later, I bumped into the band five seconds of summer. And I said, Oh my God, you should have heard what these guys told me. He goes, who told you that? And he goes, the chain smokers. That's a lie, Jojo. They, they lie all the time. <laughs> they came back in. I'm like, Did, was that a lie? He goes, yeah, that was a lie. Oh, you jackass. <laughs> Going around telling this lie to everyone. And I was. I told it to everybody. It was a great story. I kind of wish they didn't tell me, you know, but uh, so that that's. Like direct inside scoop of the chain smokers. I never thought I'd ever have. Or <laughs> yeah. just like of the artists. <laughs> I mean, they're really fun guys. I really, really like them. Yeah. But yeah, they got me on that one. Five seconds of summer. They told me some, they, they kept telling me this one story. And I know this, I can, this can't be true either, but he said that they got invited to a Taylor Swift party, but three of the four of them, like one of them didn't, didn't get invited. Uh-oh. So I, thought, I felt so bad. I'm like, what the heck? That's not true. I don't know. If it is, I don't know the whole story behind it. They still haven't clarified that, but I think five sauce lied to me on that, but they, they're those, they're big prankster jokester guys. And they're real fun dudes as well. So well, Jojo, I was hoping you could walk us through an episode that I really enjoy on Paranormalish. It, that one time they stayed in a haunted Airbnb. I had to listen to that one twice because it was, there was so much packed into that episode. What was it like doing that interview? And can you kind of give us a general overview of that one? Yeah, that, that interview. And I'll try to remember the, as much of the specifics of it as I, as I can, but that, interview sometimes when you have these you know podcasts you get a chance to prep for them and you know you know what to ask and whatnot that one was just a young artist came into the studio named alana springsteen i don't think she's related to bruce i don't think i forget but uh, she came in with her manager and uh, they were just talking to um our program director and uh, so i walked in the meeting hey what's up guys we start chatting and then the paranormal topic comes up and, and the artist, you know, she didn't have any, any encounter, but she said, you got to hear her story. So I started talking to the manager and she told me this wild story. And I said, okay, march to the studio right now. Let's go. Um, she told me the story about uh, how she went to go stay in this, uh, th- this Airbnb and she gets over there and these crazy things start happening. And, uh, and she ends up, tr- I get, well, hang on. I, I'm kind of forgetting the nuts it's, and bolts of the podcast, but they started yeah, they started at like uh, one location trying to get a hotel room. And like it was like this ghost kept following them from location to location. And they couldn't like the power went out in one hotel. And the one um, lady starts casting. She starts praying for him in the lobby, the lady that worked at the hotel. And she, uh, yeah, it was I mean, without me, I don't want to sound like a complete idiot for getting my own podcast. It's been a no, while. And I should have told you ahead of time. This no, is- no, no, ask me anything. Uh, but uh, it, yeah, check that one out. It's wild how this thing followed them from point A to point B to and then uh, the door locked on her at one point, so she couldn't get out. And, and trying she to, it's, found, it's, like, a little girl's sunglasses, like, in the covers uh, of her bed. Like, it was just, like, one creepy, unexplainable thing after another yeah. after another. Yeah, it, it was, was, it, it was a, a bizarre moment for sure. It'll make you – and I said, is that, written, uh, is that written on the Airbnb on the, you know, the details about – like, by the way, it's haunted. It's cheap, but it's haunted. Like, that, I don't think that was brought up at all before right. she uh, stayed there. When it made her so mad that she left a review saying, don't stay here, it's haunted, <laughs> which that makes me so much more of a believer if you go to that. Oh, my goodness. We it, only it tried it fun. once, but Noah called. What hotel was it that you called to be like, oh, gosh. Hey, was the- you think it's haunted? Like, just – 
That one in San Diego. It was one in San Diego with Kate Morgan. Hotel Del Coronado, right? Yeah. Like, we had just started on this podcast, and us being, like, two episodes in, I was like, let's call him. This lady picks up, and he's like, I know you work there, but, like, is it really haunted? Or can we use this on our podcast? And she was like, no. It was such a fun little mini interview. Like, you know, I finally got her to warm up a little bit and give us a little detail. But I knew probably in the end she wasn't going to give this to us. So we just had to, you know, just talk about our conversation with her. But (laughs) But you hate that you get something great and you can't use it. I've had that a couple of times. On a scale of zero to ten. Well, you know, we did an episode for Thanksgiving where we, we talked about different famous haunted places and it seems like that you can like go and stay at as like a little bnb it seems like a lot of places are making bank on this i'm surprised that one airbnb doesn't like try to advertise that you know i mean a lot of places that is i mean the, the, for example in la or long beach the queen mary they make a living on on it the, the place is haunted and we just yeah. did an investigation i it wasn't me but i joined another team and they did this uh investigation at the queen mary about Two weeks ago, all of us had to get these, you know, the COVID test and whatnot. And just to walk around on that ship when, and I've been there quite a few times, um, but to walk around on that ship when it's not, there's no passengers. It was empty except for the team they put on there. It was super fascinating to walk through. And it's like walking on the Titanic because it was built. It's not much. I mean, the Titanic would have been a little older, you know, but not much. And uh, it's just, and it's just, you're, it's, you're stepping back in time and you're walking through this ship and the famous room B340, which they took off the market for a while, but they'll let you, well, once things get back to normal, mm-hmm. they've now put it back on the market so you can rent the room. They let me stay in there once before when they had taken it off the market, but it was just bare bones. Nothing was in there. So, but uh, the pool room where, you know, you see the little girl ghost and you have the Winston Churchill room, which I just went in the other day. Um, and then there's the front cargo hold, which is um, where they they had uh, you know, during World War II, they would, you know, just a transport area, cargo hold, where they put just stuff in there. And then they used it for prisoner transports to and from, you know, uh, in, 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 during the war. And so this deep uh, dungeon looking thing, they let me go down in there, you know, once. And it's just nothing happened to me in there. But it was just fascinating to be in there. And you can't move when you get to the bottom. You have to kind of shimmy around this crazy little ledge because the ladder is around the corner. And they had a, they put a little harness on me just for, you know, just for safety because they didn't want me to, I guess, sue them or whatever. But uh, I had to sign a bunch of waivers. And when you get down to the bottom, you can't really run because there's holes in the floor and you're on, you're on the actual metal. I think it's the one part of the ship where you drill the hole, you'd hit water. Everywhere else, you'd hit another room. But this is, you're in the water. Yeah. And uh, so if you get scared, you can't run or you'll die basically because you'll hit something but they shut the door on me and it's a you're about it's about a 30 you know once you when you open the door it's about a 30 foot drop to the ground and it's just dark and it's just cold and it it is it's what a haunted cargo ship room should look it's crazy looking and uh, you guys need to visit the queen mary you know i've been to the like you said the hotel del coronado my wife did a haunted weekend for me this is how you know we're in love she uh, she she uh, took me to the uh, Hotel Del Coronado and the Whaley House in one weekend, which is another place in, in California that or in LA that's really cool. We've done, of course, the Winchester Mystery House, you know, and one of these days I want to do the uh, the, uh, the Alcatraz and there's so many places in yeah, Atlanta's got to be full of them. I'm sure it's just, you know, in Savannah and up in Savannah, Atlanta, especially. Well, yeah, we, Jojo, I'm uh, curious because, you know, we do know how much you love the paranormal and I think it it very much comes across in your podcast. What was it that brought you into that world and like what is it that drives you to continue to explore and investigate the paranormal 
Uh, well, I'm going to ask you guys the same. Well, I, I kind of know about you, Noah. I'm curious about you too, Kat and JJ. But uh, for me, this is what I say, and this might or might not be true. I don't know. But I, I just recall as a kid, my mom would take us on, me and my sister, on picnics. And uh, we'd go get, I recall, Subway or KFC. That's the two pop in my head. And she would take us to a graveyard, and we'd sit and eat, you know, our our food. And we weren't visiting, like, an aunt or uncle that had passed, nothing like that. And we didn't sit you know, she didn't bring us to in the graveyard. There was a little courtyard outside of it. But of course, you little kid, you start running through the graveyard mm -hmm. and your mind starts going just nuts. And did you see something? Did you not? Or is somebody watching me? And you, you read all the stories about how this person passed and you just kind of, or you, you know, and you're just curious. And it, it just went from there. And uh, I can't recall ever seeing anything. You know, I'm sure my, my little kid brain, you, you know, was in overdrive at that point, but I think that's kind of where it started. And then at, at that, it didn't take much because this, 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 uh, topic, this, uh, this subject matter, it's just so fascinating. I don't see how anyone could not be interested to be quite honest. It's just so mesmerizing whether you believe it or not. I don't know, but it's just, yeah, it's just so, I mean, and we'll never really know, which is the wild thing. We'll never really, really know. I mean, you know, if you read the Bible and that's your, if that's what your thing is, you get a glimpse, but you don't know everything that goes on on the other side. And I think that's kind of where we are is what the heck, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. I, think I, think you, I think it's where it started. If you made religion fun, you get the paranormal, you know, yeah. it's like the whole <laughs> other side of it. So have you still never seen or heard anything yourself? What the, uh, I was at a place called the uh, Fox Theater in Fullerton. And uh, we were in. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, it, yeah it's, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting place. I've been there a couple of times. Um, but, uh, the, the part picture, you know, in, in the theater, in the main theater, there's three sections for seats. So two rows where you can walk up and down and then the three sections for seats. And then there's the stage and, uh, no windows in, in there. Well, I don't think so. Cause you don't want light coming in as you're watching the show. And I'm sitting on, you know, it's pretty dark, but I, you know, I could see a little bit and this almost like a, I guess a black mass of sorts just down one of the aisles and I was in the other aisle and it was, I was doing a live, one of my live radio shows for this haunted you know, broadcast. And, um, and it wasn't when I was on the air, it was in, in a commercial break and this, yeah, this black mass just poof. And I thought, am I seeing things? You know, it wasn't clear enough to, to, for me to say, yep, that's, I got it. That's my, it's my moment, my aha moment. But it was enough to make me go, all right, that, you know, I start looking for shadows. Like, could that be a shadow from a car, from a headlight? And, you know, I just, there's no, there's no, you know, windows in the room because if you're watching a play, you don't want to see the car lights, you know, shining on the actors. Uh, so I, you know, that's, that's one thing. Uh, we were at a place called the Glen Tavern Inn in Santa Paula once. And I still think somebody might've been pranking me on this one because we're doing this broadcast and we hear these screams in our headphones. But Nope. When, when someone pranks you, there's usually a payoff like, hey, I gotcha, you jackass, you know, yeah. um, like the chain smokers, you know, granted the chain smokers, I can see what it took them a while to get back to me. I don't see them every day, but these are people I work with all the time. <laughs> and, you know, you, there would be a payoff somewhere. Um, and they didn't hear it on the first floor, but we heard it on the second floor. But the, it was such a small hotel and every the rooms were, I mean, it's such it wasn't like this big grand where everything's so far, but it's a smaller place. I mean, I still think I was pranked sort of, but I haven't had anybody give me the gotcha yet. 
So that's that's another thing. Yeah, it um, takes like a, a true sociopath to prank someone and then not like, <laughs> like oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, you got to get some, you know, if you don't do that at some point, this, this, what what's the use of pranking somebody? You don't get to enjoy it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, this is how crazy I am. I have a memory of swiping my hand through a ghost as a kid. What the, I, what? But I don't believe, I don't even right. believe it happened. And it happened in a room with like three other, three or four other people. I was like 12. This is, um, you can hear this story also on our first episode, but I was like probably 12 or 13 and playing hide and go seek with my friend and his sister and one of her friends. And my friend grew up in a, a mansion uh, in a Mississippi Delta town. The house took up an entire block or it's still there. It still does. But it, it had a elevator in the home. The elevator would just turn on in the middle of the night for no reason, go up to the top, open, go back down. So that was kind of weird, but whatever. It could be, you know, electrical issues. Who knows? We're playing hide and go seek. And it's the kind of hide and go seek where you have to stay in your hiding spot. You can't get up and run around. The person has to come and find you. They get you, whatever. I'm having visions of the conjuring right now. I know. Right. And so the way we would play it is we would shut the door to the room, turn off all the lights. The person who is it, you know, gives everybody 10 seconds to hide. Then you go look for them. So we're playing and I turn around and I see one of them running across the room and I out loud, I went, ha, I got you. And I like swiped my hand to be a jerk, like really hard to, cause you're not supposed to run thinking that it was my friend, uh, Bill and my hand went through him and I just, I, I telling this story, I, I get, even now I get a little bit of chills. Like I just remember my hand going through him and just stopping like dead in my tracks and whatever it was turned and looked at me and it had like red, like reflective eyes. Um, at least that's how I remember it. And everybody in the room screamed and we, and the thing like vanished out of the room we turned on the lights and we all ran to their playroom we turned on all the lights in the playroom and we all just sat there and nobody said anything for like 30 minutes no kidding so fast forward like i don't know gosh what 20 years um every year or two i see that friend we usually go to a concert or something we'll catch up and we still like it's one of the first things we talk about when we see each other hey you still you remember that you remember seeing that ghost he's like oh yeah I, i talk about it all the time i was like yeah i have a podcast now where all we do is talk about ghosts <laughs> i'm that guy with that wow. podcast. <laughs> and jojo is weird because like i had that experience and i guess this is why i call myself a skeptic because i'm also a storyteller i mean as as part of my craft as a comedian and a writer and it's like i don't know if it's because i've told that story so many times that i'm having you know i'm seeing that in my mind's eye like play out over and over or if it's my actual memory of the event now the fact that somebody else saw it and you know can corroborate the story makes me feel more certain that it happened but yeah it was like seeing a a a jawa run across the room it was like the weirdest creepiest experience so did it when you saw it did it look like i mean what you you immediately thought it was one of your friends so it looked like a person not misty not translucent all that stuff yeah it, it, it just as if like um you turned off all the lights in the room and you know how like your eyes adjust and even if it's pitch black dark, you can still see somebody. You just, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to make out their uh, identifying features, but you're like, I know that's a person. Um, and that was the energy it gave off to me. Like I, I just assumed it was my friend Bill being a jerk. Like he couldn't find somewhere to hide running across the room, like maybe trying to even scare me. And then my hand went right through him and I was just like, no, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. Wow. Yeah. 
That's yeah, so you, like hard for me to picture. I, I've isn't just that like, wild? It's so crazy because we've never had an experience like that. I've had like coincidental stuff happen and uh, that kind of thing, but I've never You've seen You've had orb stuff happen. One time. That's just a, an issue with your camera. <laughs> not that I sure was. I've had one before. JJ never listens to me. Just kidding. Um, that, that, <laughs> that is mind bending to hear you say that. That, I mean, how do you not, I mean, do you really have to convince yourself that you didn't see that? How do you not, that is such an epic, I mean. Well, and it makes me feel like a hypocrite almost because um, on our podcast, obviously we've had a ton of people on that tell their ghost stories. And I've heard other people say the same thing. They'll tell their whole story. They're very convincing. And then at the end they tag it with, well, I don't know if it happened or not. Yeah, well, I don't believe it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I immediately go, well, do you not know? Or is it the fear of knowing that, keeps you from saying that it was real where it's probably what i'm doing right because it's like if you know it just it changes the game at least it would for me as like um as my therapist says i'm very creative but i'm very grounded and i think knowing that there are paranormal supernatural things that can pop up out of the ground and run across a child's room kind of flips the script on what can be grounded what can be concrete if that exists, you know? So in my head, I like, this is a big part of the world that we just aren't really raised to explore. Like we're not really encouraged to explore it. We're not really like given scientific background on any of it in school. Uh, I was raised in a Methodist household and at church even like, you know, we'll talk about the books of the Bible where they talk about mediums, but not often. It's never like on the pulpit when they're talking about it they don't really talk about specifics about afterlife, like heaven, like what happens when you get there, but they'll scare you about hell. You know what I mean? So now that we're adults, it's kind of like, there's all these stories everywhere about these things, but like, we're too hesitant to be like, yeah, that's for, that's definitely real. It's more just kind of, are we allowed to like believe this stuff? Is this, could this really be something? And then. Well, it's worked out for Jojo. Yeah we're, yeah, we're trying. We're trying. I, that's why I like it so much because it's just like this big unknown. Two, then, got, these these stories you're telling me. Uh, two podcasts I've had. Well, two two come to mind. One there was a, I did a, I did a podcast called Don't Go in the Basement with this guy. He was playing hide and seek, uh, and it was just him and his babysitter in the house. And they never really went downstairs. They used it for storage. But he goes. You know, he's a. Uh, you know, he's he's playing hide and seek. And he thinks he's found, you know, and she's hiding and he thinks he's found her because there's a little bathroom downstairs with a little swinging door, almost like a saloon door, you know? Um, um, and he, he sees her in there um, and he goes to give the gotcha. Hey, I found you. And right before he goes to, you know, do that, the babysitter calls from upstairs and says, Hey, let's do dinner. And he realizes that second that, that's not the babysitter Uh, and he just froze. And then of course, you know, he off running and that's one story. Another story, when you said, you know, bringing up the church, um, the, uh, this guy had an, what, what he thinks is an angel sighting. And I found this really fascinating. It is, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's an art, it's a, it's a singer. You know who Ryan Tedder is from the band one Republic. Are you familiar with that band? Mm -hmm. Um, it is, is, that has nothing to do with the story, but it's him if you're curious. And uh, <laughs> okay. he, he, um, he has, uh, he was seven, eight or nine, you know, whatever in that little, I forget what he said. 
and he woke up in the morning and he was awake. You know, he was already awake. He brought up the fact that his, this cat that they had just briefly, you know, they, they owned the cat for like a week. I don't know what the backstory on that is, but cat woke him up and he sees in the other room, this bright shining being. And he thought, Oh my God, this is, am I seeing this? And him being a very, you know, he's a very got to see it to believe it kind of a guy. And was like that as a kid to a degree. Is this really happening? Covers over his head, pulls him back down. It's still there. This whole, this, this entire thing happened to think over like a 10 or 15 minute. It wasn't like a flash. It was there for a while. I hope I'm saying some of this right. If I'm, if I'm off on some of the numbers, then I'm a bad person. But yes, uh, Brian, if you're listening, yeah, let, yeah, us know. Yeah, let me know. Crazy. But he was, uh, he, uh, he sees this being and he, go, and he, he, he looks at it and it's light shining up just a giant being. Then his sister in the other room wakes up, starts making some noise. So this being of light turns and looks as if I heard that looking over at the sister's, you know, room. Then it turned back to where I guess looking towards Ryan or whatnot. And then shot this light shoots up through the roof gone. So he, flipped out, ran to his mom's room, screaming. I just saw this. His mom handed him a piece of paper and, and, a, and a little pen or whatnot. Write it down. In your words, write it down. Why should I write it down? Because when you get older, I don't want you to, you know, talk yourself out of what you saw. Write it down. And she so still smart. has, yeah, she still has that, you know, in storage somewhere. And I want to do, I want to bring him back for the pot just to do that. Like I did with AJR to go in and I want to get his mom on if possible to yeah. talk about, you know, what, uh, and maybe you've showed me the note or something like that, but that's a couple of stories that come to mind based on what you guys are saying it is yeah. it all boils down to, do you believe, do you believe the witness? And I, I believe him. Yeah. Well, Jojo, I want to show you the great contrast between Kat and I and JJ. So JJ, can you share your story with Jojo about what you and your brother did um, when you went inside that cave, the haunted? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, this definitely shows our skepticism and maybe it's a family <laughs> thing then. Uh, but we were uh, visiting a cousin who used to live in London and they uh, took us to these really cool underground caves that like I guess used to be like where like the the druids would like go and like have certain rituals and then during World War II they like sent civilians down there as like a bomb shelter um, during the air raids Um, but there's one part of the caves it's like a little pool of water and the tour guide was like now this is like the haunted pool of water there's like people say that they've seen like this great lady here and if anyone disturbs the water, like this ghost will will follow you and haunt you for the rest of my life. And my brother and I just looked at each other and without saying anything, we both just splashed the water. Um, and nothing bad has come of it. So I don't know. I, I don't believe that that specific pool of water is haunted. Not to discount anyone else's haunted stories, because definitely there's a lot of really uh, weird convincing stories like i mean that that one you just told with the beam of light person how do you explain that it's crazy i mean if you believe him or not but the god so nothing happened the 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 haunted pool of water was just a big just a big yeah just water big big letdown nothing happened unless that ghost has been playing the long con and waited for you to get a podcast (laughs) and that's who's in your room right now 
this this ghost might have the kind of like similar <gasps> framework of pranks uh, with the, the chain smokers. Just Wait. really waiting for that long payoff. There's yeah, all, chain there's... smokers are bad people. Apparently, they are <laughs> so, they doing me like that. When you're interviewing anyone, Jojo, do you ever feel like do you do you ever feel yourself reacting like getting scared? Like what scares you still? Does anything scare you? Uh, you know what? Um, well, yeah, for, I don't. I don't get nervous a whole lot when doing interviews anymore, which is, um, but I do have, I, I want things to go good. I want, you know, when I'm, when I have an interview coming up, I, you know, I'm, I do a lot of prep, make sure I'm prepared for it, you know, and then I rarely use the prep if it goes really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if it's like, I don't, if you're asking if I, if I get nervous before. Or, well, not, not, not their, so much. From their stories, like paranormal wise. Does oh, gotcha. Like that still scare you. I think if I were in the, you know, if we were on location, because I've done a lot of uh, investigations. I say a lot, you know, when I'm uh, kiss FM as a radio station, it's not designed to be a haunted, you know, let's do It's the, it's the ghost station. Uh, it's just, you know, we it pop music and interviews and contests and all that stuff, you know, yeah. but uh, right around Halloween, I've always taken it and turned it into my little playground because it makes sense for kiss around Halloween, uh, which uh, not that I, you know, I'd love to do investigations year round, which I plan to do with this podcast now, but um, as far as on the air, Halloween it is. And uh, I've done these investigations and I'm never as scared as you think I would be because when these investigations are happening, if you're listening to it, when I'm on the radio, you hear the music and the score because I have the music, the, like the picture a horror movie score playing. I want to set the scene. Um, but as I'm there, for the most part, I've got headphones on and I've got the music playing in my ear. So in between breaks, I've got, you know, Jennifer Lopez in my ear and I got a producer going, Hey, we got 14 seconds left. Like, okay, cool. So that takes away some of the fear of it. But when you do these investigations without that, you know, attached to it, when you're not on the radio or whatever, you're just there and it's silent and it's dark. Then those, that, that makes your, your, your heart kind of pump a little bit, you know, or a lot, especially when you, you know, when the history adds up to, you know, maybe you see something and it just, it just really clicks uh, yeah, I love it. I really, and then, yeah, that kind of stuff does scare me. Now, when they tell me the stories, not so much. I find them fascinating, but I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if we're there yeah. and where it happened and, you know, well, silence, uh, darkness, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you brought up what scares you and, and your interviews, because I think this is a good point for us to segue into what's kind of been scaring us. The fact that a ghost keeps bleeding into our podcast. So if it's okay with you, Jojo, I'd like to play you uh, a clip where you can kind of hear that noise that keeps coming in through our recordings. Okay. This is the, you sent me these clips earlier. This is okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Just to set it up. There's three episodes that this comes from. The first time we heard it was when we had Amanda on. Uh, Her name's Amanda Ray. She's a medium. She's 19 from TikTok. She has a big following on TikTok where she just randomly, like her page was not dedicated to supernatural stuff. She randomly just told a story from her childhood about exorcisms in her home and seeing ghosts everywhere. So, of course, we were like, let's get her on the podcast. She literally sees dead people the same amount that she sees alive people yeah so wow hold the door open for dead people and be like why why are people staring at me oh i just held the door for literally nobody (laughs) yeah she'll think she sees a real but you know anyway so that's interesting i've never heard of anyone that's that's wild okay so i call people like that haunted that's kind of because we've had several of them on the podcast now are we have a a friend who we do comedy with Devin. um that's one of our most popular episodes Devin's demons he's the same way he sees 
ghost everywhere. He will get into the shower and see a girl walk into the bathroom and think it's his wife and it ends up being a ghost that's just staring at him taking a shower and then they'll <laughs> kind of evaporate out. But anyway, so Amanda Lovely. came on and Kat is really good about asking when we have mediums or people that see stuff, you know, trying to get infuse that into our podcast in some way. So at the end, Kat was like, well, hey, you see the paranormal, you see ghosts. Have you seen anything in any of our homes during the podcast? And Amanda's like, oh, yeah, there's been an old lady behind you and JJ the whole time we've been recording. Like wearing pajamas, smoking a cigarette, like loving JJ. She was like, he's, she's going over to him now, touching his shoulder. Well, let me look at him. I mean, he's, yeah, who wouldn't? So. <laughs> Thank you. Did you see him with a beard? Um, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so that happens. We all kind of laugh and are interested, right? We don't hear any noise or anything. And then I go back and I'm editing and I hear this whisper and it, you know, I've edited like, I don't know, 70 of these things now. So I, the editing part is kind of mundane now, but it freaked me out so much that I threw my headphones off of my head. No kidding. I just threw them off because it, it just didn't feel human. I don't know. Like it, the hair on my body and I have a lot of hair stood up like everywhere. Like I just, I just threw the headphones off. I couldn't, it freaked me out. I immediately send it to Kat and JJ, uh, in our, you know, messaging group. And of course, immediately JJ's like, bah, somebody just whispered in the mic, whatever. And Kat's like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> but I downloaded it and like slowed it down. And I mean, there was something there. Just to ask, nobody put this audio in. You did not put this in. It's not another track. We, JJ I don't I, know how. JJ and I do not touch <laughs> the editing. Noah yeah, okay. does all of it. And, and Noah, you didn't, you didn't, uh, nothing, right? I didn't. No, as much as I would have loved to have created this narrative that keeps, uh, as much as I enjoy storytelling, um, no, I didn't put it in. And it's really bizarre because I heard this one in editing. The other two, I did not hear. And the other two were brought to us by fans who after we had mentioned this one, they started emailing us and Instagramming us like, oh my God, it happened again. And to the point where they would cut the audio themselves and email us the audio. Okay. And then we heard something live once and then you can hear it. Anyways, it's just, it is a little weird. We're a little perturbed by it. So okay, that's, the, that's wow. the first instance and it's a super clip. So I'm just going to go through, I'll go through the other two pretty quick. So the next one we had JJ's brother on, Rob, who if you enjoy- Rob with two Bs, right? Look at JoJo getting his, his real haunting street cred. That's crap. so funny. Um, if, that's right. If you enjoy JJ- Rob is like JJ on steroids. Like you really get a, a good idea of where JJ gets his skepticism. So that was fun I, to bring his brother I on. Mean Rob is JJ with the asshole volume turned up to. <laughs> so Rob is, you know, kind of crapping on the idea that we have this ghost and cat and JJ's home and yada, yada. And then of course there's that ghost noise again, as they're talking about it. And then the third time we had a young lady on named Erin and she told this story about a trench coat ghost and this, this haunted home she lives in. And I can't remember if we brought up the episode with Rob or if she brought it up and we were kind of talking about that too. And then Kat and JJ just go, we just heard, we just heard a ghost in our, we heard a noise in the apartment. We didn't say ghost at first. <laughs> we, okay. She was telling a story and JJ and I like at the same time, we're like, we heard some yeah. sort of like whoosh, like right in between us and we thought Noah was replaying the clip or maybe she had said something. So anyways. And so I went back, you know, I couldn't wait to get on 
editing that one to see if I could find whatever they were talking about. And there it was clear. I mean, that one is clear as day. You can hear a very, and it's, they're all very similar. That's the freaky thing to me. Um, and the fact that Kat and JJ heard it out loud is what kind of pushes it over the edge for me that it's just not like a goof in the electronics or whatever. But anyway, enough talk. I'm going to go ahead and play it now. And she was here the whole time and you're just now telling us. Yeah. <laughs> it was still like such a, a yeah. experience. Like, that, that's interesting. I have a friend who's a witch and I was like, listen, so there's this thing in my mantle. I'm not usually this on edge during episodes. And when I am, it's like, it really gets me. I just feel like we heard, we, we did hear a very creepy whisper. Okay. Okay. I have not heard them piece together like that. I am like shook right now. Those are, they sounded the same yeah. too. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see it's, it's bizarre and we are all skeptics. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It's, it's weird. And, and the thing I get the most joy out of that is I just will never forget the look on JJ's face when they heard that noise inside of their home. Like that was the most rewarding thing to finally see JJ get some kind of supernatural experience. A year later, we did it. <laughs> we did it on the podcast. You, you heard that. Okay. First of all, has anything happened in your house when you, when you're not taping anything unusual around the house? We have not noticed anything, but our, we, we live with a, a roommate who, you know, when we first moved in here was like, I'm pretty sure my room's haunted. I keep hearing this voice and we're just like, okay. Like we live in a townhouse that's only like 10 years old or something. We're like, this isn't, there's no way. Um, and then after this happened, I talked to him and I was like, so what did this voice sound like? He's like, it just kind of sounds like this weird, like kind of faint whisper I was like, oh, shit, that is. Yeah, so he says he'll see so. like things out of the corner of his eyes or hear whispering or something outside his door. And he lives downstairs, um, which is kind of like under the ground level. So he's, it's like a basement. Mm -hmm. um, but we haven't really heard anything. I'll, I have a really bad sense of smell, but every now and then I'll smell like flowers or something where there's not flowers or, some, or you know, things like that. But mm. Haven't really. Our our cats are crazy and and are always looking <laughs> everywhere. And if apparently this lady lives in our room with us, I've tried to notice my cat more, being like, you know, wherever he is. How fascinating! I mean, JJ. Okay, you were uh, on the believometer, like you guys always say. Zero zero means you, it's a bunch of crap. Ten, you're all in. Uh, where, where you started off at a zero, I, I guess. Yeah, right? I would say like where are you a now? one probably, and then um, I. At this time, you know, I've been kind of sitting on a five for a long time. Like, you know, I'm still not, I, I still don't think I'll ever really be convinced unless I have like a really, really direct experience. Um, but like that night that that happened where, you know, we could just hear it live. I think for that one night, maybe I was an eight. So, <laughs> you know, wow. I mean, you know, he was riding high and believing in ghosts until we had his brother Rob on and he just smacked him back down to reality. <laughs> the next episode, JD was like, okay, but I'm a one. Back to a, back to a two. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dang, Rob with two Bs is brutal. That's yeah, not cool. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, and this is, I mean, man, any history to your house or just, I mean, I guess it is what it is. I, yeah, I mean, that's what we know of. We, we, we're good friends with the landlord and, I mean, she was the first person to live in 
the house when it was built, right? Was there anyone before? I'm not sure. I I, I don't know about that. But the house is not, like, the the house complex is not that old. So We should ask um, our neighbors if they ever have things going on. Yeah. Well, let me, okay, let me tell you, here's a couple of uh, stories I've heard. And maybe, I mean, granted, this is not going to change your believe-a-meter, J.J., but, it, you know, if you heard the stories from them, you could judge on if you believe them or not, you know, but uh, th- there's a guy, there's an episode I did, I think I called it the, uh, the mystery visitor. I should have called, I should have called it the hospice ghost, to be quite honest with you. But it, it, we used, I just used, I called it the mystery visitor. And it's a guy, they got, it's his mom's story. But this guy, he, he didn't want to use his name, but he is a, he's an executive with, uh, with a company. And I used to endorse products for his company. He's still, you know, this, this company's still doing great. We just don't do the endorse. I, I still talk to him all the time. A little older than I am. Really nice guy. Super, you know, uh, not, he's very proper. He's conservative. He's a, a businessman. Mm-hmm. So he told me his mom. His mom has, she was a hospice, the, the, the head nurse at a hospice for years. And that starts, that sets it right there. You know, this is about to get serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she was the head nurse at this hospice and um, you know, and th- another lady involved in this story was one of the, one of the other nurses, one of the assistant nurses. And um, you know, they're doing their normal stuff. Um, a lady comes to visit her husband who is uh, you know, he's got limited time left. Anybody who's there has limited time left, but they think he's approaching, you know, towards the end. Um, she comes to visit her husband and um She's in the room for a while. They eventually go in and check on him. And uh, how are you guys doing? So and so and so and so. And they walk out. And the head nurse, his mom, says to the uh, to the other nurse, "Did you see that?" Because um, well, may, let me back up a little bit. The lady comes out after they check on her, and they ask her, "Who was the other guy?" There was a guy praying at the end of the bed. And they thought initially when they were in the room that it was an uncle or a friend or, you know, some family member, but they didn't say anything right there. They had that little look like, did you see that? Um, the lady finally comes out and they ask her, who was the guy? Who's the other guy? Is he in there? She had no idea. She didn't see this person. There was a man praying at the end of the bed in the hospice. I've heard Super a story. Creepy. It's crazy. I've I mean, heard a story like that before in a hospital, like especially right near death. Um, there were these that this uh, woman was about to pass away. I think like about to take her last breath, and her daughter was in there like singing songs of uh, maybe hymns or, or prayerful songs. And I think two of the friends were like out in the waiting room praying about it, and uh, or think waiting for her or nowhere near the room, couldn't hear her or anything, and when they came to the daughter, they were like, Hey, we got a vision that you were like in the room with an angel and you were singing. And she was like, nobody knew I was singing or something like that. But the same sort of deal, just like seeing someone else in the room with that person. And right before they die, I think that's it's very wild. They, when you when in a hospice, I believe they give you uh, my, you know, uh, my wife was telling me these things when her dad, you know, was going through that stuff. Uh, they give you a list of things to look out for. And one is they, they say they claim to see things. Um, but when the, when people that are still living see them too, yeah, that's when it hits that, that real next level. Um, there was a DJ named Alesso. Do you know, I don't know if you know electronic dance music at all, but Alesso, 
um, he told me this story and I need to get him back on because uh, this story, I don't know. I just, yeah, he had a friend as a kid that would, he would wake up in the, in the middle of the night and he'd be talking to something. He would be you know talking and it would just almost like a sleepwalk or, a, but he wasn't walking. He was just but like a sleepwalking type thing, or even a version of sleep paralysis, maybe, which is an interesting subject. Um, we love sleep paralysis. Oh, it's yeah. So fascinating. Uh, yeah. I, I still haven't made my mind up on what exactly it is, but uh, this, his friend would see these things and talk to him and eventually he'd go back to bed. One night he wakes up and he, he sees his friend talking to these, talking to something, but Alesso himself looks around and he sees these little shorter shadowy figures kind of scampering around the room, freaks him out. So he sees what his friend is talking to, wakes his friend up. Oh my God. Um, they never really, they, they just kind of put it behind them. Never, you know, didn't want to talk about it anymore. Years later, um, Alesso and that same friend, they're adults now, they are staying in a hotel room and, and Alesso's brother is with them. So Alesso's brother, Alesso, one bed, to my understanding, and his friend in the other bed. Alesso stays asleep. He doesn't see this one. But apparently his, his friend is up talking, doing the, doing the crazy sleep talk thing again. And he's looking towards like the, the desk in the hotel, because every hotel seems to have a desk, you know. He's looking over at the desk. And Alesso's brother wakes up and he sees his friend doing this sleep talk thing. He looks over at the desk and he sees something sitting there. And so he just, he flips out, he grabs a, a towel or a shirt, throws it at the person in the chair. Everybody wakes up. Oh my God, what the heck happened? What, what is that? That is I mean, super nuts. Yeah. Nuts. I mean, yeah. I've had so, so many cr- I mean, I can give you some more that, that I think are just ri- the, the ones that have riveted me. Uh, yeah. these- well, Jojo, before I, I, we jump forward, I wanted to um, stay on the hospice train yes. for a second. Well, I don't want to actually stay on the hospice train, but yeah. one of, <laughs> uh, train. One of our crazy. most popular episodes is one of our friends came on our podcast and he told us his mom had a crazy ghost story. And it's from the uh, episode Mabel uh mabel hospice whirlpool so why is mabel in the hospice whirlpool that's the name of the episode so basically uh his mother worked in a hospice and i will let you hear what she had to say yeah this is worth listening to it was it was pretty cool yeah i think it was episode number six all right here we go a hallway and i walked past the whirlpool room and i took a step back because i thought i saw someone in there and i slipped on the light and it was mabel and i'm like it's two o'clock in the morning. What in the hell is she doing up here? So I said, just a minute, Mabel. And so I went back to the nurse's station because we had phones that we would call each other on in the other buildings. And I called and the nurse answered. And I said, hey, and I can't remember the nurse's name. I said, I don't know what happened, but Mabel is sitting up here waiting for her bath. I said, I just walked by, saw her in there. I said, did somebody bring her up? And we forgot about her and I didn't see her because Mabel was really quiet. She wouldn't say anything. And then she got really quiet and she goes, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, she's sitting up here. And she goes, Kelly, we did uh, two o'clock rounds and we found Mabel dead in her bed. She's dead. So that was one that here, here you have like one of our friends that we do comedy with. And he says, oh, my mom's got a ghost story. She has nothing to gain. You know, she doesn't have a podcast. She's not trying to, 
do things like this. This isn't her world. Her world is the hospice and being a nurse. So death in a way is her world. And she comes on and shares this story that kind of shook all of us. And one of the things that clip was edited for TikTok, So it was a little crude. You couldn't hear the whole story, but Mabel was also, I believe she was blind and wheelchair bound as well. Um, so she would have had to have help to get down there to this whirlpool that she loved to get in. Yeah. And that was what struck um, our guest as so strange is there's no way she could have got in there by herself. Well, I don't know if she was blind, but I do think she didn't talk much and she was pretty far along in like her stage of dementia, stage but of, she yeah. always loved the whirlpool and she loved going there. This is kind of like a hot bath and can help with like wound cleaning and that kind of thing. Uh, one extra person, detail that you should know. <laughs> one person on our podcast team is in the medical profession. Uh, I bet but, you can't figure out. <laughs> so, yeah, you, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's cat. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that story is really cool to me. That I, is crazy. Yeah. I mean, okay, cat. you're in the medical field? Yeah. What do, uh, what do you do? I'm an occupational therapist. It's kind of like in the same realm as speech therapy and physical therapy. Gotcha, so it's, so. it's allied health, but I have a lot of like experience in hospitals and that kind of stuff. Man, this, I mean, I guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't deal with that side of it. Like the, you know, the death in the hospice world and I the ER and whatnot, or do you? Well, now that you bring it up, I worked in Chicago. Um, I was a travel occupational therapist. So I would kind of get placed in different cities every three months and a, this time I was in Chicago and I was at like a long-term acute care hospital, which is patients that basically need like daily attention, acute attention for their needs, but they're there for long-term because they're not like super motivated to, to kind of work on things or they're really sick or they're really old, or they just have like these, you know, uh, injuries or disabilities that just, they're not going to, pass away right away and they just are there for a long time uh and the hospital was probably on a lower end of the hospital chain and always busy and overstaffed and the staff overworked and that kind of stuff um so yeah I had like a running tally by the end of that seven months of like the number of times I walked into a room and the person was dead and they forgot to tell me um, which was crazy because like you would enter in and it would just be this totally like I don't know how to describe it other than just like the aura of the room just felt kind of yellow or dim. Like, it's not like I saw that, but it just felt really just, I, it's like you knew before you even got in there that something was off. And these are people that I like had therapy sessions with the day before, like had them on the edge of the bed or one guy I was like standing up with and like throwing a balloon to, you know? Um, But the only time I ever really experienced something crazy-ish, paranormal-ish was this one man with a pretty advanced dementia. I would say he was probably only in his 50s or 60s and he was in a wheelchair and he couldn't, he wasn't supposed to walk across the room. That was like when we had a chair alarm on him. He was a fall risk and he was never knew our names. People with dementia, you either have like the ones that are super friendly and want to talk all the time and a little bit goofy, or you have the kind of aggressive kind that, you know, aren't loving life where they are really confused. It's very sad to kind of witness that too, but he was kind of more on the goofy side. And so I was just not making sense a lot of the time. And I remember one time I walked past the room and he was out of his chair and walking across the room to get to the bathroom. And I stopped in and I was like, you are not supposed to be walking by yourself. You need to sit back down. I'll help you to the bathroom. So I helped him in 
And I swear he had never said a word to me. And he like turned around, looked me straight in the eye and was like, God bless you, Catherine. And I was like, what? How on earth do you know my name? And then the next day he, he had passed away. So that was a kind of an eerie thing for me, but. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys, another thing that the, um, his mom, the hospice, the head hospice nurse told me, uh, he told me two stories that, that, that one being the best one, but she said she noticed that um, especially with people that had, you know, let's say they, they didn't live the best life. Not like we're talking murderers or anything like that. And I don't know why that, I don't know how she decided or how she found out if they lived a good life or not. But she said she would notice crows would land, like a ton of crows would land outside of the hospice. Um, and whenever they saw this gathering of crows, somebody would pass away within roughly 24 hours. Whoa. Has that ever come across? Or do you guys hear any stories like that? I, I, not like actual crows outside the building. I did have one man who um, was on like his last day. Like we could all kind of tell he was about to pass away and he was having like visual hallucinations and it was just about crows. It was, I swear. It was like, that's crazy. There's crows in the glove box. He was like reaching for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, um, I've always felt, uh, this sounds so woo woo and I'm not a woo woo person, but you I, are woo woo. Oh, you woo. are woo not. Um, <laughs> but I've always felt very connected to Cardinals for some reason. I feel like I see them all the time. I always felt very drawn to them and I always felt, felt a little bit like they, like when I see them, I'm going to have good luck a little bit. Um, but the flip side of that is one day I was out jogging and there, there was a dead cardinal and I almost stepped on it. Uh, it was like on the sidewalk and it like immediately in my head, I was like, something bad's going to happen. And I cannot get that out of my head. Um, I get like premonition-y stuff sometimes. And then literally a couple hours from that, I got like some bad health news from my doctor that I wasn't expecting, like just from a generic test. Uh, I'm fine now, but I mean, at the time it was, you know, something I had to get taken care of. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I really believe in omens, but yeah, that's the only kind of bird connection I have. That is, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, interesting. I don't know. If, I don't know how to feel about the crow thing. I mean, I, I mean, if I'm going to believe one story, I have to believe the other, I suppose. But uh, I mean, I believe him. I, yeah, I don't know how to, I don't know how to take that one. That's just so, yeah. was it a coincidence that the crows happened to show up? Did they have a crow problem? You know, that time of year? I, I don't yeah. know. Well, Jojo, I know a lot of the stories we've talked about so far have been, kind of interesting or lighthearted we have i don't know for whatever reason like the past 20 episodes we've had a lot of like dark and scary episodes or are there have there been episodes you've had on your podcast where people have talked about like evil spirits or evil entities or demons that they've had to deal with um i've had well there have been several that have been scary but uh i here's here's what i'm searching for here's my i don't want to call it a dream episode but uh because it would be somewhat morbid, but I would love to follow around an exorcist uh, at some point. I was talking to, uh, in that episode that I was talking about the angel sighting with Ryan Tedder, I called that angels and demons because I had a pastor on talking about how his, he had an encounter with um, what he believed was a demon. And I, as I heard the story, I don't know if I'd classify it as a demon as much. And he said he, he was witness to an exorcism, which I don't know if, I don't think it went as deep as what I thought it was going to go as far as in that side of it on that side of it, but he was telling me he has a friend who is kind of climbing the ranks in the exorcism world. And the way he described it to me was they, they have, you know, there's a training they go through and they have, you know, 
different levels of, you know, all right, this is a level two, let's send this, you know, priest or whatnot. Let's, this is a level three. And they, in, I guess if you hit a certain level, if you're a level four, that means you get sent around the world to the most insane, intense cases. So I guess my, my first thing was, are these, are, are exorcists, is that a thing still? And apparently according to him, it is. I just want, I would love to follow someone around for, you know, maybe for a case or two and see some of the training and, and really get into that. Well, we had an episode uh, with, uh, gosh, I can't think of the guest name, Kat, you may remember, but he was a very devout Catholic and his episode didn't have anything to do with exorcisms, but okay. I had kind of gotten the vibe that that was an area he didn't necessarily want to go in. So of course I went to yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> like I immediately was yeah, like, course. I was like, well, where, how do you feel about exorcisms? And the look on his face was like, he, he was just like, they exist. I don't want to talk about it. And I was just like, hmm, okay. And so, I, I mean, I can't go into detail on this, but my writing partner and I are right now working on an, an exorcist script because I just, I saw like j- just that moment, that quick flash of seeing the fear and, and the unwillingness in his face. I was like, oh, there's something to this. Like this needs to be explored and talked about more because we don't, I mean, kind of like you were saying, we don't hear a lot of stories about exorcisms other than just, you know, knowing that they quote unquote exist, you know? And if we do, we always hear about, Oh, well, my family found this person in this other country who did it over the phone or, you know, it's, it's never like we had this SWAT team coming from the Catholic church and exercise as a child, you know, there's something to that. Very fascinating. Yeah, and I think the Catholic Church is, like, really, really secretive about it. I mean, they do have, like, official exorcism uh, priests who are, like, who specialize in that. But I think they kind of keep it under, like, lock and key, what they actually do and, like, who they are. And, I mean, they're, they they don't want people outside of that world to, to get a look into right. it. Right. Let us in. You know? <laughs> I know. They don't want people making fun of them. Or that's, making that's fun. <laughs> I've heard of people having priests come to bless their house yeah. quite a few times. Oh, not definitely an exorcism, yeah. but, uh, but well, it's, it, plants have, are dying in the house and they call I mean, it wild stuff. And the priest comes over and, and sage, maybe not the priest, but sage is another thing people do, which I don't know why. I don't know the, why does sage work or does it work? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's something we keep bringing up to our guests to say they sage. We're like, well, where, where did you get the information of how to do the <laughs> proper that? sage? And it's always there. A lot of times they're like, I don't know. My TikTok followers told me how to do it. And we're like, okay. So some 13 year old gave you strict instructions of how to sage. And I hate to segue into this because we do love Ashley, our, our next guest. And I'm about to play the clip. We, we just released an episode. It may have been this past Monday or the Monday before, but um, Ashley is chocolate cake mix right cat chocolate chocolate milk mix chocolate milk mix on tiktok and um for those of you that haven't seen her tiktok page it's really fascinating she claims to what she doesn't claim she has video of all these paranormal activities happening in her home where things are flying off shelves and cabinets are opening and all this crazy stuff she essentially set up cameras all around her home to me that's all interesting but it's hard for me to know not that she would ever fake anything but just in general it's hard to know what's real the one that freaks me out the most is she has a video of what appears to be some kind of entity walking down the stairs. And then you see a very ghostly hand go down on a handrail. And it's it just one of those things where it just, it gives you the creeps just watching it. Hmm. But um, she, the reason I brought up, you know, have you had on people talking about demons or ghosts that have harmed them? 
Um, she was one of the first guests we had on that was like, I have this entity in my home and it's trying to hurt me. And so I wanted to play you a clip where she kind of goes in further into that. And I was curious to get your take on that. Okay. I would love to hear this. And that's the problem. Like two weeks ago, I was walking down the stairs, husband sitting in the living room and just out of nowhere, I fell down on 11 stairs. Like I come on. And then yesterday, and I posted a video about this. I was laying in bed and my dog, I'm sitting there petting her and I felt something just push my right shoulder. Well, at first it was just at nighttime and you know, that's really cliche, but then this past week or two, things have started happening in daylight. Just today, my dog was growling at something in the kitchen for no reason. He's freaked out, backing away. And next thing I know, I hear my cabinet swing open behind me. It was, I look behind me and it's wide open. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's what you're barking. <laughs> it's frequent. It's constant. I've tried to capture the footsteps that I hear up here. Because it sounds like a kid running or something, or someone just running up and down the stairs. Wow. Okay. She's got some issues in that house for sure, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, did, yeah. I, I need to watch that video, though, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's so bad that she's moving, her and her husband are moving out of it. But the, the, here's the, one of the interesting tidbits with her. The previous owners of the townhome that she lives in just left in the middle of their lease. They didn't tell the, the leasing company they were leaving. They still have mail coming to that home. They had furniture shipped to their home. They won't respond to Ashley when she reaches out to them. They just left. Just... Nobody can get in touch with them. Ooh. Wow. Okay, that, okay, okay, this wasn't an experience of mine, but I should have brought this up because um, my wife thinks I'm crazy. But we <laughs> lived in, before I moved to LA, we lived in Phil, or King of Prussia, which is just outside Philly. And we lived in these, uh, like a high rise apartment kind of a thing. And um, there was a moment where we're in the apartment and the lights dimmed, but not the, not the entire apartment, just the lights right around the TV or the couch area dimmed, came back up. And she was over there at the table, ironing something on the table. I remember. And I looked over at her, she looks at me and I'm like, okay, you saw that. I said, if there's a spirit in this house, cause I was, you know, I was, I was into this, uh, you know, life all the time. If there's anything in this house, dim them again. Now, granted, we could, it could be an electrical issue. Um, they dim and they come back up and she saw it. And it's like her and I, I mean, she believes, but it's like Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things. And I, you know, we saw this. So that, that thing happened. And then um, one day, here's the thing. And this might be an electrical malfunction. I don't know, but um one day, about three or four in the afternoon, I'm leaving to uh, go to work. And I'm in, I'm in the elevator room. Now, in the elevator room, there's doors on either side. So there's hallways, and then there's a door, you know, then, you know, doors leading to the elevator room. So the doors are always open. I've never seen these doors shut, ever, 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 ever. Um, I assume there is, you know, there's got to be an emergency, you know, door shutting mechanism for fires and whatnot. But there was no fire alarm going off nothing. So I'm standing there about three in the afternoon or whatever time it was. And I'm waiting all of a sudden, all these doors within, I'm talking a split millisecond, but all of them just slam shut. Bam. Freak me out. Obviously, I, you know, I kind of shakingly open the door I go back to the, our apartment. My wife's like, you look like you've seen a ghost. I'm like, I think I might've, um, scare me to death. I've never checked on the, cause there's gotta, like I said, there's gotta be some sort of emergency, you know, feature 
But even if there is an emergency, you know, uh, you know, mechanism to shut those doors, you wouldn't want it to slam that hard because it would knock a little old lady clean across the room. If I would have been standing there, I mean, bones broken, concussion at the very least. I mean, it slammed. So either it's either, either that's an emergency feature or a broken emergency feature or paranormal. I don't know, but it happened in King of Prussia. This is probably 92, something like that. 93, give or take. Um, But uh, that was fascinating. And I, and after we moved out, or after all this stuff started happening, we moved out a little later, but um, it, it, I flashed back to when we first rented the, the place and uh, we sublet it from a guy. And I was, you know, you make, you're making chit chat with the guy as you're getting, you know, he's showing you around and whatnot. I'm like, well, why are you moving out? Um, what's going on? He goes, well, my, 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 my girlfriend, she just, she just, she wanted to live back in the city. So she, uh, she, uh, she just took off already. And he didn't make a big deal of it, but she just, she just got out and she's living in the city. And I'm, I told her I would stay here till I, you know, sublet the place. And he gave us a great deal to get in on it. So, and I didn't think anything of it. After all that stuff happened, it hit me like, I wonder if she is, she said, I'm out, sell this thing, do whatever. I'm out. Now, I, once again, I can't prove that, but it was interesting. Now that's, is that a, is that guarantee? Is that a haunted experience a paranormal experience i don't know but you know i think it's worth the conversation i should have brought that up in the very beginning but that was very interesting and it was frightening at the time so i don't know man have you i mean do they do places have emergency features to slam doors that hard or i'm not aware of that uh, so, uh, you know part of me i want to i want to call and check but i'm sure the technology's changed over that that long period of time you know and uh do I really want to know? Maybe, maybe the story lives alive in my head, not knowing the truth, you know, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, I should have brought that up earlier. Yeah. Well, is it, oh, is it more comforting to you to say, to like think, you know, just bad electrical engineering or like some weird electricity thing was happening or I don't know. Do you, do you feel like that's just, it's too much of a coincidence for that? No, I think, I think the reason I say that is just to like, I don't want to play it up. Like I know I saw something I want to, I want to, you know, make it known that I know there are other options that it could be. I I find it comforting knowing that there is something on the other side. It makes Mm -hmm. me feel like, like you said, no, about, you know, if you believe in that, then all right, then there's, there's, there's a next level to this. Mm -hmm. But I think that's not the reason I'm saying this. The reason I said it was just like, look, I, I realize it might not be a raging ghost, you know, but it's certainly interesting. I, I, I think, I mean, if, if it were an electrical malfunction or if that's their emergency feature, they are going to get sued because it's going to hurt someone if it ever slammed like that. And, and that was, and it was because of their, you know, faulty wiring or some sort of technology gone bad. It was crazy. Well, Jojo, uh, we have kept you probably for longer than you had planned on being here. Um, (laughs) We certainly appreciate you coming on before we get you out of here though. Is there a mission statement or if, if you had to sum up your podcast, uh, you know, in a, in a couple of sentences for somebody who's never heard it, how, how would you draw them in or how would you explain your podcast to them? Uh, my podcast paranormalish. I talk to people who've had real experiences in a nutshell. That's it. And I did title it paranormalish so I could venture off the rails a little bit. For example, I have an episode coming up about uh, horror movies, um, cool. which are in the field, but it's not paranormal. So paranormal is, um, but uh, most everything is it, real experiences from real people. Ghost 
and the UFO world. I've covered sleep paralysis as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got one on the gray man coming up, <clears throat> which is uh, a phenomenon that where people see this gray man walking on the East coast, uh, on, right around the Carolinas a lot, right before a storm hits. And a guy I know, or a guy that I met, um, he, uh, he, uh, he saw this, him and his friends. So it's, it's an interesting, I didn't really know much about him until he told me this thing. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Um, but yeah, paranormalish on, on most platforms, certainly on the iHeart app, Spotify, all that fun stuff. You want to hear one more story before I go? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, and I, all day. A, I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And I have a, a request slash question when you're done. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Should you want to give that to me now or you just, yeah. yeah you should. Okay, well, it's, it just popped into my head. Do you know, Jenny Slate, her, uh, like up show on Netflix. And she talks all, right. all about her haunted house as a child. Like all of her siblings, like literally would just wouldn't go out of their rooms at night because they just that was when the ghost came out and i think you would have a better chance of getting tracking her down than we would (laughs) i am dying to 
hear her ghost story. So, so Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Slate. Slate. Jenny Slate. Mm-hmm. All right, let me, I just dropped my pen. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm go, telling Jenny. you, that would be a JoJo's killer. like, uh, let me just pull out my cell phone. I'll call her right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> she's booked for next week. a killer interview. And if you get her, tell her we sent you to her. <laughs> I am <laughs> dying to hear that. Donkey, I will, I will reach out. I, I want to talk to your, your hospice story, the Mabel in the, um, uh-huh. in the world. I would love to speak with them too. I would love to, uh, if they, if you, if they're somebody you talk to on a regular. Yeah, God, absolutely. That's, that's a fascinating story. We actually just had on her son. Well, that's Nick's mom, right? Or am I? Yeah. yeah. Savannah civil war kind of ghost story. And so when he was telling us about it, he brought up his mom and we just called her right on the spot. So both of them would probably be, be fun to interview. Right? Oh man. Let me know. It's a, a, there's a, you, 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 you interviewed somebody that I talked to as well and I'm spacing on her name, Maggie. but she's a girl. Uh, who's that again? Mackie. Yeah, there we go. Mackie. She, the orange County. She is, yeah. uh, she's got some fascinating she's stories. She's pretty haunted too. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a wild. It's really uh, funny because we had her, um, Kelsey and her haunted doll and Amanda on right all around the same time. None of them knew each other. And now they're all friends and they all record and put like together and put stuff on their YouTube, TikTok, you know, Instagram all together all the time. And I'm like, look, look at our little family growing. Look at them go. (laughs) Meanwhile, they all have millions of followers. (laughs) Yeah. Must be nice. Right. God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, some of these, some of these TikTok influencers, they have, you know, they have so many followers and not to clown, but you look at some of them, like, how do you have, I know. What are you doing? You know, like, are you selling crack you see for the, free? What are you doing? Like, you see the amount of content that they generate out, especially on TikTok. Like, um, Kelsey Davies um, has been super gracious and kind to do a bunch of stuff with us. And she has, I think, over, like, maybe almost 2 million followers now on TikTok. She puts out, I mean, five, six videos a day and a ton with her haunted doll. And she's doing all the dances and every, I mean, it's, you know, at, at first I was just like, what? Because... TikTok is not really my generation. So I had to kind of like reverse learn how to use TikTok to promote the podcast. And I was like, what is it? How are they getting all these followers? And then you start to actually like watch their feed and you're like, oh, this is work. This is a real grind. She's having to do this all the time, all day. She like quit college for it. Yeah. Yeah, to do it. Worked out for. It's a job, Um, man. It really is a job for sure. Jojo, I would feel bad if I didn't ask you this before you get out of here, because I know we have one huge UFO fan on the podcast it is not me it is not cat i love JJ. ufos what are you talking about <laughs> I, I am not as skeptic when it comes to ufos i'm like totally sold on that There's do you a have a ufo us. story you could share with jj before we get you yeah. out here uh, I'm, I'm really close with i have a, an episode coming soon with uh, a guy named ryan sprague who is uh, he has somewhere in the skies podcast that's going to be on soon Ooh. i'm friends with a couple of uh, ufo uh, uh bob kiviat who was basically he worked with um uh, Geraldo years ago and unsolved mysteries and all that. Fun. And he, he put out, um, uh, I think UFO UFOs on the moon on Netflix. He did that one. Mm. He is so in deep with the UFO community, but the the one episode I've got that I really, uh, on my podcast, paranormalish, I titled it UFO in the backyard. And it's the parents of this girl that works at a radio station down the hall. And she's, she just came to me one day and says, Jojo, you got to talk to my parents. And they're just super nice couple. But they were dating years ago, and they were in, I think, I forget whose backyard, but in the backyard. Um, and this little sphere, this little ball, comes up in the backyard, and it's about the size of a, God, I forget what they said, like a, let's say a bowling ball, you know, soccer ball, something like that. And it starts, it's hovering. 
just sitting there hovering. And at first they were, and they weren't really paying attention. Then he looks over and like, what is that? Is that, am I really seeing this? And they both see this thing and it floats through the backyard down the side of the house. And they're following, they start walking like, what the heck is this? Both looking at it. And at, at a certain point, you know, it looks like it's, um, they, it's like, it's, uh, I think they said it was like a silver, almost like a metallic thing. So you don't know what direction it's facing. You just know where, what direction it's going. And, and then at a certain point, it just takes off at a speed that they just blew, blew his mind. And he never knew what it was. And uh, they were not too far from a military base. I mean, it wasn't like next door. But if that is something military, I mean, he, he never had seen that before or since. It wasn't any sort of, um, uh, you know, drone because drones make noise and there's got to, you know, you would hear something. It was just a, a ball flying through their backyard really slow. And they got a really good look at it. It wasn't like it was just this quick blur and it was gone. They stared at it for, for a second. And uh, I, yeah, no answers on what it was, but wow. that was something that really, it shook them. The story That's is super weird. And it is interesting that like a lot of those stories do happen near military bases. And right. There, one thing I, I think is really cool about UFOs is there's like, uh, there was a really big spike in UFO sightings during the cold war, um, especially in the U S and Russia. And so like some historians are like, you know, maybe this is just like U S and the Soviet union testing out all these like crazy flight technologies that then like when it leaks out, they try to frame it as just some crazy UFO. Um, maybe, maybe so. Have you, have you heard of the uh, Phoenix lights? Have you heard that story about the Phoenix lights? No, I haven't. There are a lot of people saw this one. It's almost like, uh, like the entire city of Phoenix. This is, I'm going to guess early nineties, give or take, you know, um, I'm probably off on that, but like a V shaped craft at night flew over the city. And it was, you know, and at night you can't see, you know, you can't see everything on it, but you can see the lights in the shape of a V. And to the point where they were all complaining to like, they, they, everybody's calling the police and, you know, local TV. And the mayor even had a, uh, and they were pissed at the mayor when he did this because the mayor ha- held a press conference and all right, we got, we got down to the bottom of it and we found the, you know, we found the alien and they had some guy walking in in a little alien mask and they were like, dude, we're not kidding around here. This is yeah. real. So he ended up having to apologize for that. And I mean, it's not like they had footage of this thing from everybody. It was, I mean, look up Phoenix. I think I refer to it as the Phoenix lights in Phoenix. And uh, it, it's a fascinating phenomenon. Even a friend of mine um, had one, like a brother-in-law at the time. I don't know if there's, yeah, but they, he, I talked to this guy. I need, I need to find him. He was one of the people, you know, one of the many that saw this phenomenon. So yeah, the, the, there's a lot of, you know, video of UFOs that really can shake you. Well, I feel yeah. like JJ gives me a hard time for, for me believing that I'm an empath and I kind of give him a hard time for being so staunch that UFOs are real. So that's kind of our <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> UFOs are real. I just looked up a picture of Phoenix lights. That's crazy. Be curious what you think about that. Yeah. Um, okay. Before I go, I want to tell you one more, but go ahead, Kat. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say UFOs just means unidentified flying object, right? Yeah, but we're talking aliens, Kat. Get out of here. I mean, it has to be from an alien. But (laughs) what I just meant, like, Noah, you said UFOs, maybe you don't believe in them. But you do believe in unidentified flying objects, right? 
Well, I mean, I mean yes, yeah, I believe on. that people see things that they don't know what they are. I'm specifically talking about <laughs> like Martians from Mars or Venusans from Venus, you know, whatever. You don't want to see anything from Uranus. That's just no. the worst, you know, so no. you got to go there, right? Unless I've had some wine first. <laughs> Uh, oh, I got to throw the planetary Uranus joke. Uh, okay. Um, but uh, this guy, I, we should do more of these. If I have any really cool um, podcast or really notable moments that I can really go in depth with you on, then I should, yeah, I would love to jump back on and say, oh my God, you got to hear yeah. about this story and maybe bring the, the other person on. If you guys want to do the same thing with me, For sure. Then, Open hey, door policy anytime. I think it's cool that we can kind of go back and forth and maybe. Literally, well, I just sorry to cut you off. I just feel like we could talk forever. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's one more I got to tell you. There's one more story. This okay. this is one of the ones that if if I'm sure you have signature, you know, uh, podcast or stories. You know, maybe I don't know if this is the most most watched on my podcast or most listened to, but it's uh, it's one that stuck in my head. These three girls, you know, uh, they lived in Northridge, California. Young girls at the time, like seven, eight, nine. Now, I met them when they were you know mid twenties. Um, but uh, they came in. They said that you got to you got to hear this story. And uh, one of them is an actress. Her name is Francia Raisa. She's on the TV show Grownish. Um, but it wasn't, they've all had experiences, but this one encounter happened to her youngest sister. Um, but um, they lived at three daughters, mom and dad and grandma lived in a house together. They were super close, but um, turns out, you know, grandmother was sick. I believe she had, I want to say, uh, I'm not, not even a guess. She, she was sick and she ended up dying. The family was crushed, obviously. They didn't want to tell the daughters that grandmother had passed. So they, they, they ended up not telling them for a year that grandmother had died. Like she was, she was dead and you know, gone a year before they even knew she was buried. Now, the, the excuses they gave were grandmother's in the hospital. She's staying with aunt so-and-so, uncle so-and-so. Plenty of completely believable, rational, you know, reasons why she wouldn't be there. So I guess that she probably traveled with, you know, stayed with other family members. So that made sense to the girls. They never thought twice about it. Um, but after grandmother died, about a week after she passed, you know, right after the funeral. Uh, and once again, keep in mind, the daughters, no clue. They have no idea she's gone. Uh, about a week after she passed, uh, they're in the house and uh, daughters are upstairs. And mom yells up, hey, um come down for dinner time time to eat and the youngest daughter says i can't come down i'm braiding grandmother's hair oh my gosh nope nope is exactly right i mean she i mean and she had no idea that grandmother wasn't there i mean she was something was in her hands she was braiding grandmother's hair didn't know and mom didn't tell her that that wasn't grandma she ran up the stairs Oh, of course, open the door. What the heck's going on? And uh, she said, oh, you made grandma leave. Okay, let's go eat. Mom, they didn't, they didn't touch it after that. Uh, they, you know, once again, they're telling me this story years later. Now, could it be chalked up to a little kid having crazy, you know, I- imagining things? But keep in mind that she didn't know grandma wasn't there. So wow. that... I, mm. I, that's kind of where I'm at with that one. I mean, they, they told, they were very believable. Yeah. I, feel I like don't I know say, what to say to that. I feel like I say this a lot in our episodes, but when it, when the kid is involved, I'm always like, okay, that they saw that for, yeah, that I believe that. Isn't that nuts? I mean, yeah. JJ, what do you think of that? I mean, it's, do you yeah. mean yeah. It's super weird. UFO, but 
Uh, let's I don't see, know. Uh, vibrations in the ear. Um, that kind of- <laughs> Stop! <laughs> that is my go-to, is inner ear vibrations. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I think kids have like really, are very imaginative and um, can kind of have those moments. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to like tell if it's, if it's being chalked up to a child's imagination and like years later, but I know I had a a really weird thing when I was talking to my mom about this podcast when we were first starting and I was telling her about it. And I always assumed my mom was like me and very much like, of course, ghosts aren't real. I was scared. She was going to say I was stupid. And she was like, well, like, she was like, you know, like your cousin, when she died, I had a cousin who died when I was really young. And she was like, like after she died you said that you talked to her and I was like what <laughs> I don't remember that um so but I don't know apparently where has that story been in 70 episodes <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I mean I honestly don't remember anything about it I'm just my mom telling me this and that I guess my mom is convinced that I had some kind of we should conversation have JJ's my, mom my on the podcast cousin, I yeah, think that's uh, episode 71 right now yeah. 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 yeah she would fill a lot of podcast time With without not... saying anything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well guys this is this is so fascinating I really yeah I'm I just I love doing this I could talk all day so I and I'll stay but tell me what you, I mean that's just I love chatting about this stuff and and uh I yeah yeah Sign me up. Yeah, it was right. awesome. Yeah, Jojo, thank you so much for coming on. And Real Haunters, look, you guys have been so kind of showing us love, leaving us reviews, commenting, following us, doing all the cool things uh, that we really appreciate. Here's what we need you to do. Go and find Paranormalish wherever you subscribe to your podcast. But I don't know about you, Jojo. I always appreciate when it's iTunes and they can leave a review, leave a rating. So go <laughs> and do that. Jojo's amazing. <laughs> Like he's, he's been in the industry. This guy's a pro. Just when he says hello, he sounds professional when he's trying oh, yeah. to not be professional. It's uh, it was a real treat to have you on here, Jojo and real haunters. Go show him some love. Check out his podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I burned through. I mean, it's almost embarrassing to admit. I might've listened to 15 episodes last night. Jesus. Thank uh, you. Oh my gosh. They're, thank you. They're, you know, I think, I don't know if all of them, but a lot of them are in that 30 minute range. So they're easy to listen to. The guests are super fascinating. A lot of them are celebrities, but he also has people on that will remind you of our podcast, just normal walk of day people that have had crazy paranormal experiences. So go check them out and show them some love. Thank you very much. And yeah, my, my uh, socials, Jojo Wright, J-O-J-O-W-R-I-G-H-T. And my, my thoughts on celebrities on my podcast, Paranormalish. It's fun to have celebrities on, but I'm not going to put them on unless they have a story or something to add to it. Cause there's nothing worse as a fan of this genre. If I'm watching the travel channel and I'm some ghost show or whatever, and Hey, we're going to bring on the wrestlers, you know, slap daddy, Jim. I'm just making, I don't even, uh, <laughs> it, it's annoying to me that you're just bringing them on. And granted, I know you want the push from the celebs and their fan bases and whatnot, but it's just annoying to bring somebody on into this genre when they have nothing to add to it. Right. So if it comes on. I'm like, I'm not saying I'll never break that rule. Cause, or I hope I don't, but they, I want them to add something to that because I, I do have a there's a celebrity side that I do all the, mu- the music stuff with the iHeart Countdown and blah, blah, blah. But this is for the paranormal. And so it's, I'm not going to bring somebody on if they don't have a, a, a story, you know. So yeah. that's that, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. You want to hear another story or should I, should I let you go? <laughs> I feel like I feel bad. Let's, let's get you out of here. I don't want to keep you any longer. Um, and that way maybe we can ensure that we get you back on to share more stories. How's that? Next sound? time I'll tell you about the Stanley hotel. 
Awesome. Right. I, I actually just listened to that episode and that, oh yeah, that was an awesome episode for sure. And that, and that wasn't, so, yeah, that's crazy. And if you happen to get in touch with Jenny Slate, I'm just saying, I thought it would rock and send Jenny her Slate. our way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to track her down. I'll call, I'm going to call up a girl named Amy. She does a lot of booking and I'll yeah, say, Hey, do you know a girl named, yeah, named, named Jenny Slate? Because yeah, uh, she's got a she's yeah. a lot that of... CAA pigeon. Just let it fly yeah. out the window and see. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to track this girl now. You know, I <laughs> what mean, else do people have to do? Right? Yeah. Come exactly. on, our ghost <laughs> podcast. Let's, let's go. go. Let's get this. All right, guys. Thank you very much. That's thank good. you, JoJo. Have a good rest of the night. You too. Appreciate it, guys. Bye. 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 Oh my gosh, guys. So that was JoJo, right? How crazy was that? that was- Super cool. Yeah. That, that was really cool. He had so many stories. And it's just fun to hear other people that are just so excited about these stories, too. It's kind of cool to, like, talk shop a little bit, too. Because I feel like so many people we interview are, like, you know, our guests who have ghost stories. Rare do we get to interview another podcast host. And even rarer do we get to interview a podcast host who has interviewed so many celebrities and been, you know, in the industry for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That was super generous of him to, you know, come on our podcast. Cause you know, I mean, he's, yeah, he's definitely like a, a, a different status of podcast host. Mm-hmm. So really nice of him to come on and cool that we get to kind of promote each other. I'm so. like, I know I've talked about Jenny Slate so many times, but I want her on our, I remember back when her uh, stand up special came out, I like Instagram messaged her. Yeah, she, um, it was funny because I remember you sending that to me and I don't know why I've always connected with what, whenever I see her in film or I don't know if it's like her kind of laid back approach to her characters or like in Parks and Rec, she was so funny, like anything yeah. she's in is so great. So yeah, it'd be awesome to hear her ghost stories. Well, JJ, uh, you're obviously a skeptic, um, as we all are, but you're the skeptic skeptic. Now on that episode, something came out that we've never talked about before. And then maybe we can dive in a little bit more in a standalone episode, but can you tell us just a little bit more about the conversation you had with your mom, where apparently you talked to a ghost? There wasn't that much to it. I guess I um, talked to my dead cousin, like shortly after she had died. Uh, But I don't remember any of this. And, you know, my, my mom seemed kind of convinced that I had, but. You know, it could have just been my imagination. Well, Real Haunters, Kat had a wonderful idea. So we're going to see if we can make this happen for you. We might do an all moms episode of the Real Hauntings podcast and see what kind of ghost dirt we can find on our childhood selves through our moms and see what kind of ghost experiences they've had. All right, guys. Well, that was a super fun recording. Um, Jojo, thank you again so much for coming on. And uh, I can't wait to do more stuff with him. Definitely go check out his podcast. My One of my favorite episodes was something he teased was the one on the Stanley Hotel, which I obviously knew about from The Shining, but that episode really goes in great detail about um, the hotel and kind of the history of The Shining. And there are some really, really spooky things uh, that you learn in that episode. I feel so full. Like of ghost content and I love it. Like my brain is just really happy. Yeah, yeah. I think they call that cloud nine in the ghost world. That's that's kind of <laughs> what it feels like right now. Well, with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Ooh. Ooh.
there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.